We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'll never call off fourth quarter pressure. Back of the jersey, double sevens. No matter how many times, I never get tired of that reference. Hop Hall of Fame for dirt, we love you with a deep breath. Hi, this is Luka Doncic. Hi, I'm Kyrie Irving. And, and you're listening, listening to, to the Mavs Step, Step Back, Back Podcast. Waiting on my fall off. I'll never call off. Fourth quarter pressure. Back of the jersey. Double sevens. No matter how many times, I never get tired of that reference. Hall of Fame for dirt. We love you with a deep reverence. Bad court nasty. I wonder who gon' check him. Cuban did his thing when he went and got number 11. I still got his picture on my wall at 707. Feel synonymous with Kyrie, how we both train with aggression. Competition obsolete. Trying to breathe life into my dreams. I'm so tired of sleep. Still got some work from last season that was incomplete. So hungry for redemption. Thank my boys, that's my overheat. Like Luca with his three of them hit. My mic is prone to overheat. I pride myself the most. I'm 22 and my folks proud of me. I took the heart away since I was 10. Was no surprise to me. A step back mass blowing up was no surprise to me. And I'm speaking honestly. Seven. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. I am joined, rejoined by my co-host, Drew Johnson. You can find both of us on X, formerly known as Twitter, and will always be known as Twitter to me, uh, at Dalton underscore Trigg and at Coach Drew 33. Uh, the Mavs, they have kind of hit a wall, is how I put it, before uh, me and DJ jumped on here. They've lost two straight games now. They're still 16 and 11. So, I mean, I think before this season started and given how last season ended, if you had said, okay, well, the Mavs with a rookie starting center and a bunch of new pieces would be 16 and 11 after uh, 27 games into this season, I think most of us would have taken that. Uh, it's, you know, it's solid. They're still top six in the West. So they're, they're, they've stayed out of that play-in uh, part of the Western Conference standing so far. But it does feel like the injury bug has kind of crept up on them. And it feels like they've hit a seal, hit a wall, so to speak. Um, now, Luca, he's playing at an all-time level. His December numbers are just silly. He's averaging like 36 points and 12 rebounds along with uh, eight – I'm sorry, 36 points, 12 assists, and also eight 
eight or nine rebounds. So he is on a tear. He's doing everything he can possibly do with Kyrie Irving out. Derek Lively has missed some games. Uh, Josh Green has almost missed double-digit games. He's missed nine now. Maxi Kleba has apparently fallen off the face of the planet. Uh, he hasn't played in 22 games this season because of a dislocated toe. Don't know what's going on there. But, you know, it's finally caught up with the Mavs. And, yeah, they're able to coast by and they're able to beat the, the Portlands and the, the Memphises and the, you know, the, the San Antonios of the world without those guys. But when you play teams like the defending champion Nuggets in the previous game and then last night's game, the Clippers, who have now won nine consecutive games, and they've really figured things out by sending Russell Westbrook to the bench. Uh, now they've got things rolling with them. So it's going to be hard to win those type of games against the big time, the big boys, the, the actual title contenders when you're down so many bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, look, Luca's doing everything he can do. I, I still think he's a top MVP candidate this season, but the Mavs are going to have to get in that top four of the West, in my opinion, for him to have a real chance of winning that award this season and for the Mavs to, you know, do some real damage in the playoffs too. They, they, they really do need to get that home court and, uh, you know, have that confidence in themselves going into the postseason. So, uh, like I said, the most recent loss, 120 to 111, the Mavs had a two point lead with a little under four minutes left in the game, came all the way back from being down 22. Uh, Luca didn't have his best night. You know, after he'd been playing so great lately, uh, he didn't shoot well, 9 of 25 overall, 2 of 11 from 3, and he played 44 of the 48 minutes, which is something you don't like to see, uh, but he's been having to play in the in those mid-40s the last several games just because of how depleted the roster is due to injuries. So uh, the Mavs, they weren't able, they were out from when they took that two-point lead with under four minutes left, they were outscored 14-3 to three to end that one. They just completely ran out of gas. So what is your, you know, just looking at that Clippers game, how hot they were, how undermanned the Mavs were and the effort they put forth, what was your initial takeaways from that one, DJ? We're missing Kyrie Irving and we're missing him badly. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we talk about Luca's astronomical numbers, and they're awesome and everything, but – it also is a cause for concern because number one is usage rate is higher than it's ever been. Um, and so, you know, that opens the door to some unsavory things. And also it's hard to beat these teams that have two to three star caliber players. Um, say what you want about the Clippers, but they've kind of figured things out. Do I like James Harden? No, but they've kind of figured things out. Um and so Luca needs his running mate back. And, you know, when Kyrie Irving's on, he's a top five player in the league whenever he's playing his best basketball. And without having him out there, uh, Luca draws all the attention. And that's a problem. That was the main reason why we brought him in in the first place. So I think once we get Kyrie back, you're going to see an immediate improvement in a lot of different facets of Mavericks basketball. Um you know, something that we also need to consider is bringing in more firepower. And you and I discussed this earlier with the potential of trading maybe uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., maybe Josh yes. Green, maybe Maxi Cleaver, you know, just something to bring in some more life to this. Because as you can see, whenever one of the Mavs main two engines is out, we have problems. So 
we may want to look into that. And I know that, you know, trade ideas is your big thing. So, well, look, I've, I've said it since the beginning of the season. I didn't know if Tim Hardaway Jr. was going to be on the Mavs much longer based on how similar his skill set is to Jaden Hardy's. Mm-hmm. You know, Jaden. Jaden isn't great at dribbling, but neither is Tim Hardaway Jr. I mean, I, they're, they're really catch-and-shoot guys. And mm-hmm. Hardy, if given the volume that that uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. gets, he can do similar things. I mean, we, we saw it just last night. You know, in 37 minutes off the bench for THJ, he was 8 of 21 overall, 3 of 11 from 3, and had 21 points in 37 minutes now. Mm-hmm. And then Hardy came off the bench, played 23 minutes, and he was 5 of 13 overall, 5 of 9 from 3, even threw in an assist there <laughs> and some rebounds and had 15 points in 23 minutes. So, I mean, he can do similar things. They're similar players. I don't think you need both of them. Mm-hmm. And Hardaway, as good as he's been, like he's he's one of the six man of the year front runners with how he's played this year, as good as he's been, you might want to consider selling high on him while you can, yep. because next he he has one of those those contracts that descends each year. You know, it started out high, and every year afterwards it's come down. So next season he's making sixteen million on an expiring contract. Given that he averages seventeen eighteen points a game and shoots nearly forty percent from three, that would be valuable for some teams out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that need a little bit of extra firepower. And, you know, there are several different ideas that we could throw up against the wall. But, you know, one one idea that really intrigues me, and I talked to you about it a little bit earlier, is, you know, the Chicago Bulls, who have been disappointing for a second consecutive season. There's rumors about them moving off of uh, uh, Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan and all that. And the Mavs don't necessarily need those guys. But if they do blow it up and there's a fire sale on the roster, I'm looking at Alex Caruso and Andre Drummond. And that is something that could fit for Tim Hardaway Jr. And I think it could, you know, you give a little bit more firepower to the Bulls uh, coming off their bench or if they want to start him even, you know, depending on what they do with DeRozan and Levine. Uh, And then, you know, the Mavs, they get a really tough defensive-minded guy in Caruso who I think would fit excellent into what uh, Jason Kidd is trying to do on the defensive end because I mean look Kidd he has his moments where there's like lapses and you think well he could have done this better he could have even said it after that Denver game even though the team is shorthanded that he needed to do a better job coaching these guys that are available mm-hmm. so I mean he he knows that but we have seen in the past, like in the 2022 Western Conference Finals run, if you give him enough good defensive pieces on a roster, and it's a healthy roster, they can make some noise. I mean, that that defense was one of the top defenses in the league that year. So um, I think if you give him some more pieces like that and you fix the center issue, then, you know, the Mavs can make a lot more, more noise as this season progresses because – and look, Andre Drummond, he's not gonna, he's not a defensive stalwart, stalwart by any mean. I don't even know if I said that right. That's probably that's gonna be a YouTube comment. Uh like when like when I called Herb Jones Herb Jones. <laughs> but anyway, so Andre Drummond, he's not a defensive guy, but 
you know, he's better than bringing Dwight Powell off the bench or having to go with Rashawn Holmes, uh, who has been really inconsistent with the minutes he's gotten so far this year. And then obviously, you know, Maxi Kleba, he might not even come back. Yeah, this, really. This Is right he alive? Now. I don't know. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. Like, I, I, like I, I mentioned something on Twitter earlier today about, or maybe it was late last night that, uh, you know, is his pinky toe still with us? Like what's going on there? And somebody said, I actually think if he had had the toe severed, he would have been back by now already. So I, I what know. is going on with it, man? Like, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. And, and the thing is, and look, maybe it's just one of those weird injuries that just takes a lot more time than what we think. Because if you look back through NBA injury history, there's really not many comparable situations to this i think there was one in like 2012 um when a guy uh dislocated his pinky toe or something but he was only out for like two weeks so i don't know what's going on but you know if the mavs could add some depth they add more defense with caruso they help their big man depth and if they can get healthy with you know lively and Kyrie coming back i think they'll be fine but you just can't keep having these nights where and look grant williams god bless him uh, he, he, <laughs> he started out this season great, uh, but he has just been terrible here the last several games. And look, last night it was kind of deceiving because he ended up with nine points, nine rebounds, four assists, he even had a block thrown in there. He was four of seven shooting overall, but he just, the eye test, like as I was watching it, I didn't think he was having a good game at all. And then I saw his stat line after, and you know, a couple of people commented and said, "Oh, well, he had a good game." I didn't think so. I, you know, from what I was watching, I thought the Mavs were losing ground every time he was on the court, and he was giving up several, uh, you know, silly and ones to Norman Powell, and uh, you know, just not playing good defense, in my opinion. So there were a couple of times where he bodied up Kawhi Leonard well, but you know, the quicker guys, he just can't stay with them. Yeah. And, you know, it showed in the plus minus, too, because he was him and Dwight Powell were the team worst in plus minus 31 minutes for Grant Williams. He was a negative 18, mm-hmm. uh, which was by far the worst. Uh, if you're a basketball junkie, then, you know, there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Out of people not named White Powell. And then Dwight Powell in just 18 minutes was a negative 17. That's even worse. That's negative 17 and 18 minutes. (laughs) uh, There's just a couple. I feel like people don't realize, like it seems like there's a lot more that needs to be done with this team when they have games like they did last night and they go down 20-plus points early. And when they got blown out by 26 in Denver, despite Luka putting up a 38-11 and – eight game uh but there's really not that much needed to complete this team they just need a couple more guys to plug in there to keep from you know uh, i guess to keep the my visual of it is like you have a boat and you have a hole in the boat where water's coming into the boat you need a few plugs to put in there to keep Mm -hmm. the boat from flooding and that's what the mavs need to do here the health is the main thing they need to get healthy need to get Kyrie back Derek Lively, even Josh Green would be a welcome sight coming back uh, right now. So you need to do that. And then you need to consider turning some of these other guys like Hardaway Jr. And, you know, maybe even Josh Green, considering how, you know, Dante Exum has played. I We talked about this earlier, too. I, you know, we kind of feel like Dante Exum, the way he's played, has taken over Josh Green's spot. He, yep. is, what, he is what we've wanted Josh Green to be. Uh, this season. So Green might not even have a spot when he comes back from his elbow sprain. So I think you need to take those pieces that are redundant and turn them into what you actually need, which is another big wing, if possible, and a serviceable backup big to Lively. Yes. And if you do that, and if you stay relatively healthy, you'll be fine. Because out of all the injuries they've had, out of all the stuff that has gone wrong, you're still 16 and 11 you know, almost 30 games into the season. And we're approaching Christmas. The next two games are doable because you're playing the Rockets and the Spurs and mm-hmm. then a beat-up Phoenix Suns team on Christmas. And then you play the Cavs after that, which I'll be at. I'll be going to that one. And the Cavs, Darius Garland and uh, Evan Mobley are out for several weeks, so they won't be playing in that one. So the Mavs have another chance to stack up some wins as you as we approach the end of the year here, uh, they have a chance to take care of a favorable schedule after going through a little rough patch here. And if they do that and they get healthy heading into 2024, I think there's a lot to be excited for for the rest of the season. But a lot of it's just out of their control, honestly. It's just you never know when somebody – you never know when Dwight Powell is going to fall on Kyrie Irving's uh, ankle in Portland. <laughs> and the same – the same foot that's been giving Kyrie issues even before that happened. And then next thing you know, he's in a walking boot. But the good news is Kyrie is not in a walking boot anymore. 
Derek Lively is not in a walking boot anymore after spraining his ankle. So maybe those guys are getting pretty close to, uh, you know, getting back into action. But uh, Lord, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, look, it's one of those. I try not to, you know, I see a lot of overreactions on my timeline. And, I mean, I get it. That's what being a fan is about. You're being a fan is irrational. You have emotions, whether they win, whether they lose. I try not to get too high or too low after each game. And I just, you know, want to analyze what's going on and all the circumstances around it. I'm really not down on this team after two really bad losses. And well, last night wasn't a bad loss, but you know, when you come back from being down that much and you still end up losing, it's disappointing. But, you know, I, I, like I said earlier, I think it's just a case of they have, they've reached their ceiling. They've done what they can do to stay afloat. Luca is averaging video game numbers in December and he has kept them afloat with these injuries. They're, they have a five and four record so far in December, which obviously you'd like that to be a lot better, but given what has happened, you know, we'll take that. <laughs> we have a, there's, there's a four game win streak that's been thrown in there. And, you know, I, I just think that uh, th this is more of a basketball gods kind of thing. Uh, trying to be favorable on the Mavs going forward than it is anything the Mavs can do themselves other than Nico Harrison trying to work the trade phones because uh, we're about a month and a half away from the trade deadline, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of stuff that could be happening out there. It's not just the bull. I mean, that's the main thing that comes to mind for me because I feel like that's a situation where we could benefit from uh, – you know, a fire sale, depending on what happens with the other team's stars. But there's a lot of things that, you know, Donovan Mitchell, he could be traded from the Cavs. And what does that yep. do with the Cavs roster after that? Uh, you know, what happens with uh, Jared Allen, <laughs> who has been on, you know, he's been connected to the Mavs in the past. Uh, you know, what happens with the Lakers who have been struggling here lately? Uh, they, you know, ever since they won that in-season tournament, I think they're like four, uh, one and four in their last five games or something like that. Uh, you know, their ceiling is kind of low because you have 38 year old LeBron James as your best player. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what do the Lakers do? Uh, there, there's several different combinations and we're going to have to just one day take a pod and specifically talk about the trade options as we get closer to the deadline. But uh, I get, what are, do you think Luca can get the Mavs, through Christmas, through the end of the year, even with Luke, even with Kyrie and Lively out, or do you think, you know, it's kind of, it just is what it is right now? Because I look at the schedule and I think they can get through these next four realistically if he gets enough rest in between the games. But I mean, what do you think about these two games coming up specifically against the Rockets and the Spurs? I don't think the Rockets and the Spurs have anyone who can stop Luca personally. I think he'll be able to do whatever he wants to do. And really, I mean, out of those two games, the only one that really semi concerns me is the Spurs, just given Victor Wimbenyama. You know, he's been playing pretty well. And I'm not sure. Out of the back to back, too. That'd be tough. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not sure who you have guarding Wimbenyama, but. White Pal. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, maybe he'll fall on him now. I can't say that. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, I need to edit that part out. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, no, we know. It's all jokes. <laughs> I, I, think, uh, I think those two games are extremely winnable. 
um, especially the Rockets. Um, then after that, you said they have the Cavs, and who's the other team? Uh, they play the Rockets first. Uh, they play the Spurs, and then they play the Suns on Christmas, who Ooh. haven't been good this year. They've been underwhelming. And then two days after Christmas, they play the Cavs, which are, you know, they're hurting too. So yeah. to me, that's four very manageable games coming up after the team has had two really hard losses. Right. And, you know, the, the hardest one of that list is easily Phoenix, but just because of the manpower that they have. Um, but again, you never count out Luca. You never bet against Luca. I've learned that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's going to produce. If there's one thing that's going to happen, you can count on taxes. You can count on death. You can count on Luca giving you 40. So, I mean, that's <laughs> or close to it at the very yeah. least. He's going to, he, he's going to do, he's going to do some damage on that stat line. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, I like our chances, but. You know, I also see where there are some causes for concern, like against the Spurs, what's your answer for Wimbanyama, for the Suns? What if they get rolling? Because, you know, they have multiple guys on that team who can who can be problems. Um, the Cavs, you know, they're laboring right now, but who knows? I mean, any given night, someone can beat you. That's the beauty of the NBA, and that's the scary part of the NBA. So Yeah, maybe the Cavs will also trade Donovan Mitchell by the time that game comes around, and, you know, that'll be one less problem to deal with scoring-wise. I could see it. it. (laughs) Um, There's also mumblings that he's going to demand a trade anyway. So, you know, I could see that happening. I could see him being traded to Miami for whatever. So, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, that would fit given how Miami really wanted Damian Lillard, you know, similar profile there you know as far as being a a high scorer like like Lillard is I could see that fitting in my oh, yeah. so we'll see how it goes look I, I think it's a manageable schedule for the Mavs hopefully you know after Christmas and after that Cavs game the Mavs are sitting at 20 and 11 uh you know after having a couple of bad losses if one if we've learned one thing about this team this year they know how to bounce back they don't stay down very long uh that you know that has something to say about their mental fortitude. And a lot of that has to go to Jason Kidd and his coaching staff too, for keeping those guys like that. You know, you can't let them get too down, uh, always keep them motivated. And it's like, Hey, we're in a rough spot. We've got injuries. We're tired, but you know, just stay the course and things will figure it out, you know, for itself as the, as the season rolls on. So Mm -hmm. guys, appreciate y'all coming in and listening to us here for a little bit. Um, I hope everybody isn't too down, you know, on the Mavs after what's happened in these last two games. I really do think it's just a, a case of they got to get healthy. And, the, the you know, the Mavs front office, they know what the team's shortcomings are right now. And I can guarantee you that they're looking across the NBA landscape and surveying and seeing what they could potentially do to fill those holes as soon as possible. So, uh Keep an eye on DallasBasketball.com. Any kind of rumors, any kind of speculation, any kind of little things that pop up related to the Mavs, uh, game coverage, trades, anything, we stay on top of it all. You know, yesterday there was a betting odds thing that came out that had the Mavs tied with the Lakers for third on the on the uh, betting odds list to land Gordon Hayward uh, in a trade, which if that happened, I mean – He's on a $31 million expiring contract. So, yeah, he could be helpful, but that could also be like a future move looking right. at 
trying to create some kind of cap space going into this next summer, which could be interesting. So, yeah. uh, you know, that's something to look forward to as well. But guys, be able to uh, be sure to go like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. We really appreciate it. We've had a great time doing this this year. Uh, it's just it's just exploded. It's gone bananas over there, and we have uh, we have enjoyed every bit of it. So appreciate y'all. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and we will see y'all next time. If not, if not before the end of the week, or at you know sometime during this back to back over the weekend, it'll be sometime early next week uh, or mid next week after Christmas. So guys, appreciate it. Y'all have a great one. We'll see you. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas to everybody.